Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Welcome to Thursday edition, Three Dudes with a View. My name is Delton Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, is still out there driving the school bus. How's it going, Clayton? I'm doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. You make it through that intersection out there at Maple Ash and Tom uh, Hitch? I, I, I did. I actually I, I was driving behind your uh, Miss Mary Susan this morning. So, uh, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we made it through safely. But, yes, uh, that's still something that we need to work on. That's something that is, I finally, for the first time this morning, decided to, to come in another way. It's just too dangerous. I don't have a child to deliver. Uh, Mary Susan was dropping off a grandchild, and you're dropping off a child. You have to go that way, but it's dangerous. It really is. We saw that they just installed a red light down at Iron Bridge, so maybe that's something potentially we could look at You know, there. So we'll, we'll see. Oh. I wonder if the numbers... I think the numbers probably were worse at Tom Hitch and Maplash and not Iron Bridge, just on the crossings. But they they had been watching the Iron Bridge intersection for years now, so finally something was done. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? We can't hear you, Mr. York. Let's see. Good morning. How you doing? There we go. Now we got you. Good morning. And yeah. regular special guest dude, uh, Debbie Matthews. How you doing? Oh, so good. Good morning, everybody. All right. Mr. York, what's on your mind this morning? Well, you know, the, the, the big news right now is the Queen of England is in health problems. You know, that's they she's call- been in office for 70 years and 90- looks like uh, she's having some health problems. 96 years old. She swore in the new prime minister this week, and she looked yeah. great in the photo, but they're calling the family in today. They are calling the family in. so That's going to be the end of an era for our friends in the U.K., for sure. And then um, you got the shooting in Memphis, this guy driving around just shooting people, you know? It's the fall of Memphis. I mean, this, this last, well, ever since the minister that got carjacked and killed, that, I think that was earlier in the year but these two in a week well it's in antioch too you know there's a killing a couple two or three times every week in antioch in nashville well i mean these two high profile incidences this week and both of these young men had had been in trouble this one that killed four last night and shot three more um he had been brought up on attempted murder charges at 17 and somehow was out to do a a, a first degree none assault that, none of that matters Debbie. but he had is, an assault he, in he 21 another crime he did a, a heinous he, crime no it does matter jim because if we'd got him early we would have a lot of people today i mean well, this was at 17 which was 2020 
First, it was an attempted murder charge. Of course, he got out because he was underage. Then he did another assault in 21. And then it was free to do this this year. And I meant he videotaped the shooting around Memphis as he was, I think he started at 1258 a.m. yesterday morning. And this went through 830 last night where he's videotaping this, putting it on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, these live shots. I meant the first thing he did, he walked into an auto zone up to a gentleman just standing in the aisle and killed him. Another mental problem. I don't think it's just mental mental problems, Jim. I don't think it's just mental problems. It is mental problems. All these folks that are incarcerated and do crazy stuff, the bottom line is that they're not getting good mental care, and nobody cared about them. You you don't think there's a moral compass misalignment somewhere that's... We need mental facilities to handle some of these folks that are in trouble, and nobody seems to think about that. Reagan cleared out all the mental facilities when he was in office. No doubt. Now they're on the street and they're roaming around and they're no, doing anything. There's no doubt about that, Jim. But there are some some people that are just evil. And this no, kid has... Yes, there is. Sometimes there is no rehabilitation. You know, I have had friends that have worked in gang task force. They have dealt with things. And, you know, some of these kids by the age of 11, they're like going, they're lost. I can't even get to them because it's just, it's, it, it's just ingrained that this is going to be their life. You know, so well, I don't know if that's a no mental help, thing. It's just like these kids. You know, when I was on the school board there in, in Murray County, we we voted to have F- SROs to be in e- every school. Yes. And now, now that's turned to where they're they're arresting the kids. It was to protect people from coming into the school, and now it, it's turned around where the kids are being arrested by the SROs instead of the folks that comes to the school. I've so, heard you know, they're arresting more kids than they are people out on the street because this is where the crime is happening right now. Yeah. Well, so. we got some problems in society, and nobody wants to sit down and address it. You know, they, they want to look over and, and build more prisons and throw them in prison. That that shows you that with that young man, that didn't help. He was in prison. He was not in prison. I mean, something else. So are you. He should have been in prison from the attempted murder when he was seventeen. Well, he, we've got he, to lower this age, as far as I'm you concerned. Law, you got laws on the books say when you serve your time, you can get out on he, parole. This or is two years of attempted murder. Uh, no, 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 no. Mm-mm, nope. He's committed a felony, a high felony crime, every year for the last three years, and and he's out on the street. Well, Same thing with every every crime that is happening right now. There was a a woman this morning that sliced a woman in New York with a machete. Okay, an elderly woman or an elderly man with a machete. Well, they said this woman had a rap sheet of 20 different crimes, all with machetes, and this woman is out walking around. And, you know, it's the most insane thing I've ever heard of. We got a messed up society right now because you got people, you know, that do things that this young guy did, but you also got people that in white-collar crimes that are doing more detriment than ever because they're not providing good care to people in our society. They are stealing money and doing all kind of things. You look know, Jim, at Tennessee's, but look at Tennessee's legislature. How many investigations going on up there? Listen, I want to help people that need help, but some people need to um, you know, give good care to themselves and take care of themselves. You know, we've got to figure this out. But yeah, we can't, can't say, that, oh, well, government's, education, government's not, not here to solve it, it all. 
families when are here to solve it. your state is 46 in education, you're not going to have people that able to take care of themselves. You're going to be a welfare state. I just don't believe that. Well, uh, folks, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how to... Uh, I, I mean, I, we're I, looking at the fall of Memphis, Dale. This is crazy. Well, Memphis is no different than Memphis has ever been. I, I was going to second that. They, uh, no, I think Memphis it actually is worse. I think it's worse. Nashville, think it's worse. same thing. No, no different. Well, and we just had blips that come out in Memphis, you know. One, Everybody highlights Memphis. Well, one of the ugly things, though, that is hard to talk about, and I hate talking about it, is that uh, Memphis, uh, the, the crime is largely considers around a large black community, which is the largest black community in the state. Uh, Antioch now, I mean, there are no black people on Jefferson Street anymore. It's all been gentrified. All the black people have moved to Antioch. Uh, it's, it's just an uncomfortable truth that I don't like or relish talking about. Uh, yeah, but Del, that happens in any community. Whatever the majority population, you got crime happening all over, and it's going to be against the people in the majority population, you know, just like Memphis, majority black. So most of the crime is going to be against black people in Memphis. Well, You know, I saw a, a stat that it said that if you remove Chicago, Atlanta, Baltimore, St. Louis, New Orleans, and Memphis— and I think Buffalo is in that list, New York, these major metropolitan cities. If you mo- remove just the metropolitan cities out of gun death counts, the rest of the country has lower deaths or gun violence than almost anywhere else in the world that don't have guns. You know, so what happens in those cities, Debbie, that a lot of people from outside those cities bring weapons into the cities? There's a definite movement to bring weapons into those cities and most of them are in minority neighborhoods and that's why you get the high crime they got laws against guns in new york they got killings and stuff going on all the time well the guns are all in chicago miss york i've I've played this game but they got killings happening in chicago i I played this game 35 years I, i worked as an assistant public defender in memphis years ago uh it's it's not hard to figure out, and, and every gun out there is always stolen. Um, exactly. And, well, yeah. My neighbor had a gun stolen. Somebody broke in his car, in his yeah. truck, took his weapon. They're never legally. It's going to show up somewhere in some well, crime. What you've got here is a nineteen-year-old kid, and this is what relates back to, you know. Uh, the you know and he's on facebook live streaming it going this sh is for real you know while he's shooting somebody and so what you yeah i mean what you've got are this this adverse childhood experiences writ large and it largely happens in the black community for for whatever for whatever cultural reasons i mean i'm not not necessarily, though, Delk. It I'm not trying to, in any community well, where you got problems. Well, he he obviously has no empathy. He he can go he can go kill somebody and stream it live on Facebook and go eat lunch. He's not bothered a bit. That's, that's not like Jeffrey Dahmer. He can eat people and take pictures of it. You know. <laughs> well, that's you know that makes, these folks are sick. They are sick, and they were sick for un- a long time. Unfortunately, this nobody happens. took care of it. And now it's a culmination I, of what happened. I've still this, this come happens, that it's two years. This he was 17. He's now 19. He has create. He has been in front of a judge and a jury 
three times for major crimes in three years. From 17 years old to today, he was 19, doing a shooting spree through Memphis. We are failing in the Justice Center system to get these, to get kids or whoever that is committing crimes to well, stay in jail. What happened in, what was the issue in Uvalde then, Debbie, if that's the case? What, why did this guy walk into a school and kill all these people? They, listen, yeah, they, Jim, listen. Oh, no, he, dead. well, yeah, he'd been carrying around a sack of dead cats. The whole community knew yeah. he was off his rocker. And that's, that, that invariably, I mean, you, I can read the description of the crime and tell you the race. I mean, that's, of course, that's going to be a white person. And uh, he's mentally ill as, as, and, just bat shit nuts and has been all his life. He's got a sign running. Might as well have a neon sign above his head going, I'm a serial killer. You know, uh, it's, or it's like the guy in, in, in Pulaski that took a chainsaw and killed his nephew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you know, people knew these folks have problems, but there's no laws, no guidelines to put them in a facility because back in the day, they abused people by putting them in facilities and Reagan open up the floodgates with homelessness and, and stuff because he closed the facilities. Well, you've got a good point. And, yes. um, and I'm not sure Reagan did it, but yes, it it, uh, it fell out of fashion in the mental health profession, professional community, the doctors, the nurses who do it. Um, and they just don't believe in uh, having somebody confined. Um, it's just like schools, Dale. When when kids are acting up in behavior, they, they want to put handcuffs on them and take them to the juvenile detention center. Those kids are screaming out for help. And nobody's looking at what's going on. They just want to get them out of the school, lock them up in a facility, and that, that starts the, the erosion. Well, what about this kid, though, the one who did this? Should he have been put in cuffs to take him to the juvenile center? What, what I... If you don't mind me, break. what I've seen with a lot of these kids is none of them have been held accountable. Yes. And they feel like they can just do whatever they want. Yes. To the point where they, they feel like they can video stream themselves killing somebody yeah. in an auto zone. Yeah, because it was 17. An attempted first-degree murder charge with him at 17. Yeah. And he has been. And then So he obviously doesn't fear any consequences right, whatsoever. Right, right. All right, this all right. is. Right. Let's, let's, let's take a break and come back. We'll. Parks Motor Sales is Middle Tennessee's home for the best GMC vehicles on the market. Visit Parks at 919 Nashville Highway and test drive truck favorites like the GMC Sierra or Canyon. Or try a popular SUV like the GMC Acadia or Terrain. Parks also has a wide variety of certified pre-owned vehicles for every need. At ParksMotorSales.com, you'll see an extensive inventory, their latest deals, and servicing options. Shop Parks Motor Sales once and you'll agree. Parks, GMC, we are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233.
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. Welcome back to Three Dudes with a View. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest to Debbie Matthews. How are you? Fine as frog hair. Good morning. There we go. All right, folks. We, you know, we sort of going around the room talking about crime, particularly violent crime. I mean, that's that's what what's on everybody's mind is violent crime, and. Uh, you know, we as Americans just see it so many different ways, and we see it through our own cultural lenses, our own experiences. Um, you know, and I sort of sit back, you know, having been in the criminal courts for 35, 40 years, um, there are a lot of misconceptions out there. And I, I, I don't know how we have these conversations and come to agreement, but, you know, what does disturb me, though, uh, and this is significant. You know, I, I was trying to find that article about the 
theft from Black Lives Matter the other day, where you know they the Black Lives Matter leader, I think his name was Bowers, wasn't it? His yeah, name? Bowers. Yeah, he he called for the dismantlement of what he sees as the oppressive white justice court system he doesn't say what it should be replaced by i assume some sort of tribal chief who hears grievances in a a anarchist society i don't know uh but uh so at least one organization of black folks just rejects the idea there ought to be any courts or justice system at all uh that's the solution uh down in uh memphis when i went down to this seminar on uh aces adverse childhood experiences and that that was the focus it was all on these kind of cases usually usually done by teenage black young men uh where they just kill somebody and put it on facebook or kill somebody and go eat lunch and blah 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 and they were trying to teach us how to defend uh those kind of cases by trying to defend or explain their behavior as a result of adverse child experiences are just not being raised right Delk, let's let's make a note that being being in the minority population the most heinous crimes are committed by caucasians throughout this country well There's you can many, many you we can pick one or two um, minor i mean not minor but major cases that black youth commit but every day in this country most crime is committed by Caucasians. I, well, it depends on what kind of crime you're talking about. But crime of this type the, that we saw in Memphis last night uh, is is predominantly black. Uh, yeah, but Memphis is a predominantly black community. Well, it, it's it's still is predominantly black. In, uh, this so, so in a predominantly white community, is it predominantly Caucasians commit the crimes, right? Well, if I mean i just i don't want to get into this i mean i really don't statistically and numbers wise yes i mean you know we talk about go ahead and finish your thought about this well and but then i heard this uh she was very smart uh a black attorney with the naacp spoke at this seminar and again though I mean, she was not. She 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 was a hater. I mean, she was a very articulate hater, but she was a hater who hated me and went on this. It wasn't a rant. It was very. You must have gave a reason, Del. She was just a speaker. She didn't know who I was. I was just sitting in the audience, (laughs) and I I wouldn't get near this one. I wouldn't want her to know my name. she uh you know on on about how black people are repressed and whatever and so you know the little johnny or whatever his name is just couldn't help doing these things they had a good reason for doing it and uh and you know and boy she railed against the idea that these young men should be blamed for the idea that they could kill somebody and eat lunch, go eat lunch, or kill somebody and put it on Facebook and go, this this S is for real. You know, that is a complete lack of sympathy or empathy for human life. Uh, and that's characteristics of what happens when these adverse child experiences occur. It's a, it's a very complicated bag there. Uh, and um, well, my heart goes out to Memphis and the businesses of Memphis and the citizens of Memphis who were held hostage yesterday and told to shelter in place. 
uh, children, elderly, everyone was afraid to even walk out their door. And it, and if you were caught outside and you you were trying to get home. You know, there were hours of terror going through Memphis and the residual effects of that today. I don't think anybody got out Memphis today and pumped gas and felt safe. Well, it's not like Memphis hadn't been in the headlines. So I mean, after this, this, well, and this, the woman that was killed this week from the abduction, that was not the first abduction. I mean, there was a minister that had been abducted uh, in his car and killed. There was uh, a woman with a six-year-old, like two days before the, uh, Eliza was killed, abducted and forced to go to an ATM and take money out. I mean, it's the, it's it, this is this is every day, and it's you know I just I don't know how to correct that, but the residual effects of what's happening in Memphis now. This is what's going to happen. You're going to have people start to move out. You're going to have businesses that say, you know, it's just not worth it here. Our insurance is not worth it. I don't feel safe here. I'm moving out. And there's an exodus today of money leaving Memphis. Well, that's and been going that for a long not, time. Yes, but it is even more so today. And, and you know, until you what? don't start thinking about it in economic terms, I mean, the whole community of Memphis should be on their heels in the street saying, we are not putting up with this yeah, well, anymore. We, we still have but a... Doc, I wonder, it was, yep. hey, was, the young, was the young man that killed, all, killed several of his family members up, up on north of uh, Columbia, was he affected by adverse childhood reasons, you think? I'm not, I'm not familiar with that case, Mr. York. Yeah, the one that killed, he killed two or three of his uh, family members, and the one got out and, and got away, and I think he's he was on trial. In the, on trial. I think he I mean, is, too, Jim. It's something going on. That, that sounds like uh, two or three years. Of course, I, I guess all of it's a mental illness of some type, I, I don't, but I, I don't know of any. Nobody talked about any treatment that was available for uh, adverse child experiences or ACEs. They uh, never talk about treatment. It's always incarceration. You know? Well, well, if but, I, Delk, if I can okay. insert myself hey, here a little bit, Coach, as a, Coach Mike Lyle, what's up, man? As a former teacher who was charged with the safety of several students uh, at a time, and um, in charge, and, not charged. And, uh, well, I was charged with. <laughs> well, that. okay, I just. Uh, but, I didn't know where you were going. You with know, that. these these young people and. and adults as well i agree with jim they need help but in the meantime as they're getting their help they if they are a clear and present danger they need to be separated from the general population and and yes get the help they need but uh the the move right now one of the things that literally drove me out of education was this this going back to these aces and stuff like that that said okay it's not necessarily their fault it was their environment and this and that and therefore, we don't need to separate them or punish them, and we I mean, leave them in. And, right. and they're now, still right. sociopaths. Yeah, right. they're still probably right. they're still a danger, and uh, that's that's the part that worries me. That's the part that that scared me as a teacher. Yeah, I mean, and, and and quite frankly, I don't know that we've come up. I don't know that anybody either either side has come up with a. Uh, a, a, vi- a completely viable solution, but these people do need to be separated until they get their help. Uh, and in 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 some cases, yeah, they're beyond help, it, and it, and that's yeah. that. But that that shouldn't be that that shouldn't be determined quickly. But in the meantime, get them away from the general population because they're going to hurt people. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But, there's a, there's hey, Mike, a, but I think what ninety-seven hundred dollars a year on on educating kids in Tennessee that's that's on the low end. 
but we'll spend $10,000 to incarcerate a kid for a year. So, so the money is in incarceration. It's not in education. Well, that's that's a point. But I mean, that's, you know, and the thing is, Democrats and black people though are still, you know, you've got a significant number of them saying defund the police, uh, dismantle. Well, we got folks saying defund the FBI too, Dell. Dismantle. So what we gonna do? Dismantle the uh, corrupt. Uh, uh, white people's criminal justice system yeah. or no let's see that Black Lives Matter we want to dismantle the civil justice system as well uh, you know uh, there's a saying you can just, just look at the justice system no doubt in honesty you worked in it for a number of years but you can look at the results of it there is a discrepancy between what happens with minority defendants and what happens with Caucasian defendants? There is a well, discrepancy. I mean, and, and and there you go. I mean, you're, uh, Mr. York, you're. I just think it's a you're obviously style, you're obviously your con- color. you're obviously conflicted. I think you do believe in the criminal justice system. Uh, I, I believe in the, convi- the, the 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 justice system, but it needs to put that blindfold back on. Yeah, but sometimes. But sometimes, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a very conflicted support. I mean, this Black Lives Matter guy had no support whatsoever for uh, a civil or criminal justice system as as comes to us from Anglo American jurisprudence. Uh, one which, person's opinion, dealt one person's opinion. Well, it's a predominant black theme. Black people want protection and community. As they like should. The They're paying teams. taxes for that. Absolutely. And, 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 they, and they, they, should, they don't get the quality protection in the black community that they do in other communities. I don't believe that. Not I, I know not and, here. And, and here, though. We, we can go to east side of Columbia and find out how many times you see a patrol car pass through that neighborhood. As, are you saying that is a bad thing or a good thing? I think it's a good thing. I think I, I have. There are elderly. There are beautiful elderly African American families over there that call constantly, going, "I need help. I've got trouble outside my door on the sidewalk." They want police protection and police going through the neighborhoods. Yeah, but, it's good for them. Debbie, I walked the streets over there and got people to join neighborhood watch. Yes, I think it's fantastic. And Absolutely. That, that solved a lot of the problems. On well, the yeah. But well, I'm saying just in general, the police don't patrol minority neighborhoods like they do until something happens. Then they all over the place. Well, and I'm just trying to let this play out to illustrate that I mean, we 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 all want to do something in some way. Maybe I don't know, but there's so many different angles, and and all of these crimes, as I noticed over the years, have their own uh, reasons and causes and cultural context, and they're not the same at all. Uh, now, what does that mean about Mr. York is is saying that there's not as much police protection over in the black neighborhoods? Is that what you're saying, Mr. York? I'm saying that, yeah, I think that's that's that can be well, stated. There's, there's complaining if there's cop patrols going through. 
You know, we use Joey Bishop, who is the African-American police chief that we hired when I was on the council. You know, he said you have to be proactively policing all the time, which means, you know, where you know, they always said 10 percent of your people are creating 90 percent of the crime. So you police those 10 percent of the people. Right. He did a great job. But everybody complained about proactive policing, you know, but now now we've now we've gotten so open open open-minded our brains have fallen out on the floor that's where we are in every aspect of society so are are you saying that that uh joey bishop the black police chief stepped up patrols in the black neighborhoods and they got you got complaints exactly he had the the, the police to get out of the car and start walking the street yes no you like that jim or you didn't like that haven't I liked it because okay. it stopped. It's you know, community there was, policing. There was, some, there was some high crime in the east side almost every week over there until Joy Bishop started yes. doing what he did. Yes. And that was very effective. Okay. Great. Something Absolutely. that something that uh, I mean, something and that's that what most and, people want in these communities. Yes. Something that, the yes. So why are they? But why are some or, they wait, going wait, to wait, come I the don't police? understand, Debbie. Are, are you saying you got complaints about Chief Bishop's style of policing? I'm saying. If you Chief Bishop, you're on the council. Did y'all get complaints? Chief Bishop did great things, and there was a segment of the community that loved it, and then there was a segment of the community that hated it. Same thing with you. They don't, you know, you can't be pro. You want to be proactive. To be clear, though, you did get complaints about Chief Bishop's. not from the main source of the uh, people paying the bills, but then everybody was like, well, he's pulling me over. We're getting pulled over. It's proactive policing. You know, it's and people don't like that. And it's like, OK, you got to choose one way or the other. You either want safe communities and you police the 10 percent that's causing 90 percent of the crime. Or, you know, and, and again, it wasn't just the east side. It was all over town. He was doing at proactive policing and it did a great Service to Columbia brought our crime he, rates really he, low. He changed the direction of the community yes. overall yes. by his method. Yes. But the, the same crime. thing that's happening right now, and you have people screaming to defund the police because they think it's, you know, it's too much. And you got people oh, screaming not- defund the FBI, too, you know. So who do well, you listen to? <laughs> but but and uh, we we agree we found something here that we agreed on yes and was positive yes the broken broken windows syndrome you know that they they took New York to the safest city ever and now it's fallen all to pieces because you, oh you're doing proactive policing don't do that you know and it's like you have to if you want safe streets you have to have proactive policing but did, and you have to support your police officers that are doing but, that Debbie you, you were on the city be, council though the did for the, nine years, but did the, did the community support Chief Bishop's style? They did. Yes, they loved him okay. very much. Yeah, because I worked. Uh, I told you I went and knocked door to door. People wanted neighborhood watch over there, and nobody ever came over okay. there. Well, Chief it's a, the, the, the thing. Office. Well, the thing is, well, I think Jim we've learned something important. Yeah. It's break time, folks. Okay. Yeah. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. Worry-free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. How about a win? How about a win? How about a win with top prizes? How about a bid for a win and a play for quick bucks? How about a win? About a win with a win and a bid for one dollar, two dollar, five dollar, ten dollar quick games, the best cash games around. How about a win? About a win with a win and sold at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Try the new instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. They're loaded with top prizes from fifty up to five thousand dollars. Get them before they're going, going, gone. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. One lucky Powerball player will ring in the new year with a million-dollar win. Powerball's New Year's Rockin' Eve VIP experience is back with a chance for you and a guest to score the trip of a lifetime to New York City for New Year's Eve. Win exclusive access to epic events and a chance to be the first Powerball millionaire of 2023. Announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Enter your Powerball tickets at tnviprewards.com by October 30th. The Tennessee Lottery. Please play responsibly. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. It's grilling and chillin' season, and Hiller is giving away backyard freebies all September. This month, when you upgrade to a new tankless water heater, we'll give you a free Yeti Tundra cooler, or get a free Traeger grill with any new whole home generator. And we're offering special zero-interest financing for up to 48 months on select new HVAC system replacements. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up, watch our bandit run. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. 
Dude number two, Clayton Harris, how you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. And dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews, how you doing? So good. Thank you for having me. Glad, I love being here every week. Glad you're here. All right. Now, folks, you know, we've sort of worn this out, and, and, and the thing is, I've just seen this for years, and it always just goes in the same circular arguments, and the, the, and then when you actually try to do something, usually people aren't happy, or at least not, they're not very happy for long, and um, it's very difficult uh, to be either a prosecutor or a defense lawyer and feel like you've got much community support, because there's always somebody who's out there who just sees it a different way. Uh, so, but you know, this proactive policing thing yeah. brings up yeah. proactive policing brings up the issue of profiling. Uh, you know, if ten percent of your crime is being committed by, uh, or if no, one hundred percent, ninety nine percent of your crime is being committed by ten percent of yeah, ninety percent, ten percent, yeah, something like that. Yeah, ninety nine percent of the crime by ten percent of the people, and it just so happens that almost all of that ten percent are black. Well, do you? Do you proactively police well, black people? I mean, it's, are you proactively well, well, police everybody, whether, whether it's – I don't care what color your skin is. You know, we have to have safe communities, period. Now, I will tell you this. You know, I I, well, I was teaching well, German I, in a fourth-grade class in a Murfreesboro Elementary as a part of a master's that I was working on over there. And I remember in the elementary school there was a program, and all the kids were gathered in the gymnasium. And a stat came across the thing that we were these beautiful children, especially these little African-American boys that were in this gymnasium playing with these beautiful faces and these bright eyes, 10 years old, that the stat is we're going to lose most of them to incarceration or death by the time they're 35. And we have got to fight to protect and to save, you know, these Young men, somehow, Jim, they, but, but they, 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 we, it's, we got to figure it out because proactive policing works. It does, but proactive parenting works too. It doesn't require policemen to stop everybody on the street and ask for ID or get, or get on the ground and stuff. It's got to be a delicate relationship. That they know the people in the community. Yes, then I they totally won't have agree. To do that. I agree. If but they walk the if they walk if they walk the, through the community, they'll get to know yep. the seniors, the youngsters, and they'll be friends. Yes, and, they, and, and it reduces some of the friction. But I when totally you drive agree. into a community, when something happens and you got two tanks and eighteen police cars and lights blasting. That's not community policing. That's just reacting to what happened. No, I agree, Jim. I totally agree. Ms. York, I, I, I feel stronger agreement with you than, than I think I ever have right well, now. Well, but, uh, but we, but the police yeah, are not, listen, Jim. Didn't you, but the thing, well, well no, Jim, I mean, community police. But, Jim, the thing is, what, is that what, the well, police are not supposed to be so, here but, to save us. But we what you're to, saying makes complete yes, sense. Yes, but we need proactive parenting first because the police are not here. Well, you can't, you yeah. can't make people parent correctly debbie you only you can only make do what you can well, for your family no you give them people the two have responsibility and that's why we got kids in foster care and all that because they don't want to uphold their own responsibility yeah there's, so, there's, so that's we a just, different subject i want yeah. to go back to this profiling though for a minute 
Are you calling no. it profiling or what are you calling it? Profiling or pro- pro- well, there's often a complaint that when you when you go into proactive policing, you're trying to put pressure on or get to know or better monitor that 10 percent or even less. It's really yeah. about five percent of the population that's doing 99 percent of the crime, and so often though that results in profiling accusations because but, but that's not that's not the objective the objective is to learn 100% of the population in which you're policing in not not just the bad folks potential bad folks 100% of the folks in the community well but in doing that though you learn which ones are the most likely to commit crimes and that's where you focus your attention uh now i had you know when i was with the US attorney's office i had a He was a nice guy, but an ultra-liberal Puerto Rican U.S. attorney. And, you know, he was Hispanic. And I was working with the Border Patrol uh, to do, you know, illegal entry cases. And and, uh, the Border Patrol was accused of profiling. And I went to talk to my boss about it, the U.S. attorney, and, and, and I go, you know, what are we? What are we going to do? I mean, a hundred percent of the we don't have any Russians trying to cross over from Mexico. Oh yes, you do. You got Russians. Well, it's oh, days, okay. Days, so you're you're back, worried about Russians coming across the border now, Jim? Okay. Yeah. Okay. You got Russians. You got all kind of people. Well, coming yeah. I mean, the, the truth border. of the matter is, one hundred percent of the cases were Hispanic. You know, you yes. couldn't you couldn't make a, a border arrest of a non-Hispanic person. It just didn't exist. And and I said to my boss, well, you know, how do we get around this? I mean, they're they're all Hispanic. A hundred percent of the arrests are going to be Hispanic. And and he goes, quit arresting them. See, we've gotten so open-minded, our brains have fallen out. This is where no, we are. We no, so we have, Jim. Our, we are, no, he, we are I mean, silly. Yeah, we are silly, and we're was, not being the adults in the was, room. That was his orders to me and to the Border Patrol. Yeah. Quit arresting. Quit, quit arresting. Quit doing it. And this is why you have a young man who shot up Memphis yesterday, killing four, shooting another five that are now in the hospital, who has had since he was 17 in 2020 major first first degree murder charges in 2020 as a 17 year old assault when he turned 18 and 21 and then yesterday uh, kills four and the kid that shot up he should have been in jail he should have been in jail he should have been in jail that's the bottom line he should have been in jail this kid should have been in jail. What about the kid in Nevada? Should he been in jail too? If I had known what he, if I had known what the police knew about that kid ahead of time, I would have told you yes, that is correct. So right. be it, they listen. It's we're a, not keeping these. We're not keeping I, these criminals in jail. It's, it's complicated. Now, Clayton, I could I could tell a minute ago when you were talking about you know kids have never been held accountable. Um, I, I could tell that you were sort of reminiscing or even contemplating some of your football coaching experiences. Yeah, um, it, it's funny. We, we were actually, uh, me and a former coach were talking about a kid yesterday who was one of the best athletes that we had ever seen. He actually started as a freshman at Columbia. And um, literally the very next year he was in prison for murder. And uh, yeah, so I mean, we, we've uh, we've seen tons of kids in different situations, but I think 
you know, I I I, I helped out last year, so I, I'm I'm a little bit familiar, and I got teenagers now. Kids today are just a little different, and, and, and well, I don't know if they're different as much as the parenting is different. I think you know you hear that saying a lot that the kids haven't changed, but the parents have, and I, and I can see that because again, uh, nobody's ever held accountable. When, when a teacher would call uh, one of my parents, uh, you, you were dead. You mm-hmm. know, it, it was not going to be good. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, today, parents they side with the kid, and not the teacher. Right. They, it's 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 the teacher's fault it's right. not the kid's fault right. and so there's no accountability and, and you know it, i've seen it i've seen it. i mean there, but, there's always an, Clayton, somebody's there's always an excuse it's for always an excuse there's, there's an excuse but, there's no uh, accountability for themselves it, it's uh and it's not just one one or two it's 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 a lot of kids in this generation. Well, the, the same child but, but, that is acting out, Clay, we're giving him excuses. Told, there I are 15 that are having the same problems that were that are doing just fine and not acting out. They have the same housing situation, same parent situation, same whatever situation, and they're not acting out, but the one is. All right, you, but Clayton, uh, go ahead, Michelle. Bad. I coached City League basketball for 14 years. Wow. And we had kid, a kid that played basketball he's very good came from a good family and all of that you know they were pretty tough on him he stayed on him about school and come to find out after he got out of school he held he he committed a robbery yeah him and another him and another friend committed a robbery well i mean clayton did i hear i mean it happens it it just happens and it's about the influence it's about a lot of things. Human dynamics is astounding when you try to figure out everything that makes a person tick and makes them go right or either make them go wrong. And yeah, ain't that right? Uh, well, Miss York, did, did this kid who ended up uh, with a robbery, though, did did you did you uh, have that? Did you feel like, as a result, after getting to know him as a coach, did you feel like this kid had that inclination? Oh, he was a great kid. He never gave us any problem when we were coaching. You okay. Know, All right. Did everything well, we asked him to do. And a lot of, a lot of it is. he got with the wrong that's guy. That's it. You, wrong company. Have a robbery. They so, say if you want to look at the success of a person, watch who they surround themselves okay. with. That, that's a lot but, of But it. he exhibited no signs of, of that type of behavior. No, yeah. no signs of any type of trouble. Okay. You know, Lou Holtz, who's one of my favorite people and coaches ever, is motivational speaking. I love Lou Holtz, you know, ex-Notre Dame coach, South Carolina. But he said the difference today than it was 50 years ago regarding his athletes is 50 years ago. All the conversation was about obligations and responsibilities, and today it's all about rights and uh, entitlement. I guess. I mean, Clayton, did, uh, I, did I hear y'all? Raising kids is a tough job, Debbie. Well, that's the truth. No kidding, Jim. No, no, no kidding, Jim. No kidding. Yes, sir. But amen to that. Now, but Clayton, did I hear y'all talking earlier that, like, presently on Central's team, you got one kid wearing an ankle monitor and another one charged with armed robbery? Uh, there was a former player that was sh- just charged with that. I think with arm robbery, and uh, I have one of the other coaches that visits the station frequently had said that there was a kid that had an ankle break. monitor. Yeah, okay. And well, we got a society that's running amok, Bill. You got politicians, you got upstanding citizens, you got former politicians, all are doing whatever they want lawlessly. 
you don't think that infer- in, in influences kids to go out there and do something crazy? If they got away with it, wait, wait, got away with it I can get away with it. He's talking about Hillary Clinton's 135 classified emails. Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There it is. It took 57 minutes, but it yes. circled back to Trump. There we go. Trump, well, Trump, Trump. Look Trump, at the Trump, lawlessness Trump. that that guy. All right, folks. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. We're about to close out for the week. We'll be back Monday. We had a short week this week, but what is? It's not unusual for a special master to be appointed, and I don't see. It as a particular advantage to either side. I don't see what the hysterics are about it. It, it doesn't really advantage. And they've already reviewed all the evidence. It, FBI it, went through the stuff already. Well, you know what gets me is they say this stuff is highly classified not, and then they take photos of it they, and share it all over the by internet. By definition. But you can't read it. <laughs> by, by definition, they're not uh, they're not neutral in this. They they are the prosecuting agency. They're, it's their job to prosecute. Now, but what you, what is unusual though is a search warrant not in conjunction with an arrest. That is highly unusual. And yeah. the advantage that gives to the FBI and the DOJ is they do not. Once a person is charged. After a search warrant, they're entitled to see and copy all the documents right. that were seized. They're also entitled to an aff- a copy of the affidavit in support of the search warrant. Now Donald Trump cannot get either one of those. Yes. So what does that mean that the DOJ and the FBI can do? They can leak to the New York Times Anything. and the Washington Post. They can to find well, the narrative. So far they haven't leaked. Miss yeah, York, they leaked day. yesterday while we were on the air. They told the Washington Post that there are nuclear secrets in there about the nuclear capabilities of some other country. There's leaking every day. They're leaking like a sieve. All they're trying to do is to keep him off the ballot in 2024. That's it. The only people who can legally hold these documents now, the, the ones that are involved in court proceedings, are the DOJ and the FBI. There is no other source of the leaks. It's It's the DOJ and FBI. They're leaking. We're out of here. It's astounding how you support somebody who's committed espionage. Have a great weekend. Espionage. Some may come.